Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's better than this? Guys being dudes here on the Draft Dudes Podcast. It's Joe Marino and Kyle Krabs. We're your hosts, Chris Schubert, floating around as a producer. We're from the Draft Network. We're brought to you by Bet Online, the best spot for all your sports information and wagering. They've got it all. They've got football's futures, which I've been enjoying some of those right now. At the NBA playoffs, the Major League Baseball season, the NHL playoffs are, are happening. They've got esports, Vegas casino games, the poker games. They've got it all over at Bet Online. And if you want to check them out, it's a super easy website to navigate. You can use your desktop or your mobile device. If you sign up today, we'll give you a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use our promo code BLEAVE. That's B L E A V. Bet Online, it's where the game starts. Kyle, happy National Wine Day to you. Thank you very much. Uh, red or white? Red, Malbec. Malbec. Yeah, man. I will take any red over any white any day. Oh, for sure. For sure. White's either white's either too sweet or too tart, right? Like they're they're too extreme on right. both ends of the spectrum. And the whole thing with white wine and like people sometimes put ice cubes in it, eh, it kind of gives me the heebie jeebies, you know? Like you shouldn't be putting ice cubes in your wine. Can't get behind it. I agree. Uh, so, Rich Boy Summer here today on Draft Dudes. Uh, the concept being, uh, and we were inspired this time by NFL.com, did an article on the next wave of second contracts that we are expecting to see come sooner rather than later and who some of those players are, how much they're expecting to get paid. And uh, we're going to be discussing those contracts here today on the show. But not before I ask Joe what's going on uh, on the TV desk behind him. Are those Funko Pops? Like, what What do you have behind you back there? They, they are Funko Pops. They've been there for, like, weeks. Um, there is Josh Allen, Stefan Diggs, Jim Kelly, and a second Stefan Diggs. I... Uh, Maybe accidentally ordered two Stefan Diggs. Are they? What is your purpose with the Funko Pops? I think they're cool. I think they're fun. They're cool. You like you them? Know, nice little office piece. Yeah, I do. I think they're neat. Okay. So you ever I cut one open and see those? They, they put like the brain inside and all that kind of stuff. You ever see that? No, I've never taken. I've never held one. They've never taken them out of the box. They're just chilling back there. D- diminishes their value, Kyle. You don't take them out of the box. They stay in the box. I have a bunch back here that are in the box. Why are you back there, Chris? What do you mean, why am I back there? Oh, excuse me. I thought you were back in your old place again. No, this is the new place. This is the new yeah, place. Yeah, I know. It's it's just right now there's boxes on the floor and a, a door. It looks like home. Yeah, it does look like home, but no. But yeah, you don't, you don't take them out of the box. It depreciates <laughs> in value. 
I Chris has moved like not 10 a collector times item kind of guy. I'm I'm the guy who buys used pants on eBay. So just remember who you're yeah. talking to here. I bought the yeah, I finally weird. found the Dolphins large size large Zubaz pants, not the shorts, and I bought them the other day. So I'm really excited about that. Kyle uh, <sighs> keeps eBay going. You've uh, you've made some some purchases there. That hell of um, good purchases too. Some- some some good ones, some good ones, some some that I wouldn't have made, but you you're always pretty satisfied. So great, all right, great. Let's let's see who who we want to start with Lamar Jackson. Yeah, I think we we have to, right? I mean, I don't um, think he's getting a deal he, done this summer, for what it's worth. I don't think he's going to be a part of Rich Boy Summer. Oh boy. Um, Do you think he would? Okay. Well, it's it's hard it's hard to to say in either direction because was it Harbaugh or DaCosta? They came out and said like, at some point we got to stop going to Lamar and saying like, Hey man, let's get an extension done. Like he has to want to like get it done. So I, I just have a hard time consuming all of that because this man is probably staring at a massive contract extension and I'm not sure why he wouldn't want to get that done. Like, why would you I don't sign know it now, that, though, coming off the season that he just had? Said that – you think that's why? What if he gets injured again? Then he gets a franchise tag. Great. Then you're playing for guaranteed 30-whatever million dollars. You don't think – you don't think he's getting well over 40-plus per season despite the injury last year? I don't think he's signing any contract feeling as though he's maximizing his value relative to what he could be. Can I ask Chris, you guys Chris a question? loaded back in here. Yeah. Did. What do you got? Yeah, I have, came I, back I, with, with a purpose. I have the numbers from overthecap.com up in front of me, and I'm just going to give you what the average per year is, and you tell me, is Lamar worth more or less than this player? Just we can see where he would fit here right now. Again, don't know what he's going to do. By the way, he's his own agent, right? He doesn't have an agent. Yeah. That's the other yes, part he has, of this. He's, he's his own representation. Right. He does this on his own. Okay. Uh, I want to tell you something really quick, though. I would be my own agent, too, if I was in the NFL. There's no chance I'd just give up part of my money for someone else to negotiate this stuff. You can get enough of a basic understanding of the way contracts are written in contract language and be able to do it on your own. You do not need to give away the percentage. 100%. Uh, Is he he worth more than Jared Goff? Yes. Is he worth more than Kirk Cousins? Yes. Yes. Is he worth more than Russell Wilson? Now, Russ Russ is also due for a new deal, but... Russ was also not good last year himself. Are you asking me if I would rather have Russell Wilson or Lamar Jackson? I I think I'd pick Lamar. For the same dollar amount? Yeah. So if all, if money was equal, you'd rather have Lamar. Yeah. Cuz age isn't equal. It's, yeah, Russ going to play a long time though. It's very close for me but I would probably lean Lamar. Okay. Is he worth more than Dak? Uh, I'd rather have Dak. I'd rather have Dak as well. Is he worth more? Is he worth more than Matt Stafford? I, I mean, thirty-four-year-old Matthew Stafford, Stafford with 34? back problems. Thirty-four. I, I'm going Lamar. Yeah, give me Lamar. Derek Carr. I'd rather have Lamar, Lamar Jackson. Josh Allen. Josh. Okay, so I think I think I've, I've hit where the ceiling is. 
he's in in what you guys just said, he's worth anywhere from 35, 36 million to about 42. Right. And if he, he signed a deal right now, it would be closer to 36 as compared to 42, in my opinion, based on the injuries that he had last year. He did not play well down the stretch last year. I understand the team was really hurt and they lost a lot of really good players throughout the course of the season. I just, I think if, if I'm playing the game myself or I'm my own representation, I would want to bet on myself to come off of a better, more productive, more stable season before signing a long-term contract. So I appreciate what Chris came in here and did, but I want to kind of take this to a, a different, because if, if I'm Lamar, I'm referencing, I'm referencing two contracts, Aaron Rodgers who signed three years, $150 million. And I'm referencing to Sean Watson, who signed five years, $230 million, fully guaranteed. That's an average of $46 million per season. Mm-hmm. And I, I, math is pretty easy. The average annual value for Aaron Rodgers is $50 million a season. We're starting this conversation at 45 per. I'm not going less. Then I'm playing him on the franchise tag for the next two years. He's getting the Dak so, Prescott th- treatment, right? So that, that's um, that's very much was where I was hoping this conversation was going to go because, like, yeah, we could sit here and do this and and think it's really cool if he takes like thirty eight or thirty nine or forty, but I don't, I don't think that's going to be the case. This guy was the NFL MVP. He's, you know, he's a unique player, but I mean, my goodness, this guy has led some really friggin' good offenses. And may, you know, like you worry about how his skill set ages, right? And you you don't pay players contracts because of what they've done. You you pay them for what they're going to do for your football team. And I think how Lamar Jackson is going to age as a player gives me a lot of cause for concern. And with that in mind, I don't disagree with you, Kyle, that maybe the best play for Baltimore here is yeah, let's just we'll, we'll tag him a couple times and, and continue to, to evaluate. And, you know, like if he evolves in certain ways, then maybe you do pull the trigger. But maybe the best thing for the Ravens is just to kind of roll with the tag for a couple of years. I mean, so Lamar's entering into the last year of his current deal, correct? Yeah, well, I think he's playing on the fifth year option this year, right? Right. So he's in the, he's in the last year yeah. of his current contract. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Joe, the difference of your asking price, if you're Lamar Jackson, the f- projected franchise tag total next, total next year is $14 million. Big win for Baltimore. Right. Be right? like, do, do you want to sign for 36? Great. No? You're going to play for 31 and a half? Too bad. When you're fully guaranteed deal. <laughs> Too bad. That's so, I mean, I know we're we're supposed to be ripping through a bunch of contracts right now, but like, I, I think the conditions in which Lamar's season went last year on top of him being his own representation and not really being receptive to playing ball with Baltimore, I think it, it leads – this is a very complex conversation with a lot of variables in play. And if I were Lamar, I would want to bet on myself and, and come off of a stronger season and say, okay, let's iron something out between February – end of January, February, beginning of March. Let's iron something out if we want to work long-term, but I'm going to sign when I've played better. And if I'm Baltimore, I'm kind of saying at this point, 
we have our price point, and if you don't want to come to the table and talk about it, then we don't want to talk until after the season anyway. So I just, I just would be very surprised if this contract extension gets done before the start of this season. It's interesting that you bring up that angle with it because last summer when Josh Allen, like that conversation happened, the, the question was, all right, well, this is really a one-year sample size. Josh, his first two years, um, not that great, right? Year three was the big breakout, and you know it was like, okay, well, you kind of understood from Josh's perspective that like 2020 statistically may be the best he'll ever be. We, we've had that conversation. Yep. That's not a knock on Josh. It's just like, hey, you set a friggin' high bar, and like you're still going to be a tier one quarterback, but like you might never have better numbers than this. And so you kind of understood that. And, and from the team's perspective, I remember saying to myself, well, he'll never be less expensive than he is today, right? And and that's that's absolutely true. And so that that marriage kind of worked, but you still, like, from the team's perspective, I, I had some level of concern that, like, hey, <laughs> can Josh replicate this under, like, a more normal circumstance? And, like, to his credit, he did last year. But those dynamics are different with – with Lamar, I, I think from from both perspectives, but I, I I get nervous for Lamar that he's not going to maximize his earnings potential. Like yeah, I I do I do see a scenario. Fine. Yes, good, good. Wouldn't you like if I thought Josh getting his deal done last offseason was everything Lamar needed to? Like he's already played this game, he already waited. And I don't think it worked out for him, you know, round one of waiting. Like, it, I, I would have saw that deal Josh shined and said, okay, let's go. Let's get something done here. Because I don't think he's positioning. Now, if he goes back out this year and, and has the type of season I think he's capable of, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll chuckle at this conversation that we're having here in late May. But well, yeah, it's I think waiting has already it, cost him. The, the other side of this coin is the Dak Prescott conversation with Dallas, right? Where we sat here after Dallas finally signed an extended Dak, and we were like, man, y'all could have signed him 18 months ago and probably saved yourself $4 million a season, right? <laughs> like, it might end up that way for Baltimore, but it's Lamar who's the one who's choosing to wait, which is what what makes yeah. it really interesting. Is, is Dak wanted the Really deal. interesting. Dak wanted right. – Dallas was the one who decided they wanted to slow play it, and – draw that that out well it ended up working and burning dallas and going in dax favor so lamar has some inspiration there on this is a slow play situation in which the quarterback you wait long enough wait long enough wait long enough as long as you do what you're supposed to do you will end up making up the earnings in the end and i think that's what he's betting on it's it, it is a risk though because i agree with you um, at the risk of sinking a bunch of more time into quarterbacks, like I, I feel like Kyle or Murray is worth bringing up, especially because like he's not at OTAs, right? Like he's not there. The the starting quarterback for the Arizona Cardinals, Kyler Murray, who wants a new contract, is not with his teammates right now. So like, how hard do you think he's willing to force this issue? Is, is Kyler gonna like sit out until he gets a deal, or is it just like, hey, these are voluntary? I'm gonna send my message, but when things are mandatory. You know, I'll be there. I would expect how, like how far do you think Kyler's willing to push? I don't think this is going to be a training camp holdout. I know he's not happy, but like, you've is kind he of pushing the right buttons? Already. I don't. No, I don't think so. But he's—you've already made your point, right? 
And if your objective is like, I want to be compensated like a top quarterback, you don't get that by taking money out of your own pocket by not showing up to mandatory stuff, right? Like everybody knows, like your point's been made. He has an ultimate trump card beyond just holding out training camp and I'll just go play baseball. He has a very unique reverse Uno card he can drop on the table at any point that doesn't involve him taking money out of his own pocket. So I would expect Kyler will be there, but but Kyler, he's already made his point. Did you know most people are paying too much on their auto loan? Dave used auto approved to refinance his car, replacing his overpriced loan with a cheaper loan and lowering his monthly payment. Now, since he's saved with auto approved, he's sitting behind the third base dugout instead of the bleachers. Auto approved connects vehicle owners with their best available rates to refinance their existing car loans with no markups ever and handles the paperwork. Yes, even the DMV making it simple to save thousands and pay less each month. How? By instantly accessing the nation's top lenders to uncover great savings. When you refinance with auto approve, you get your best rate and more with an advocate that works for you to make sure you get the best deal that's right for you. In fact, in 2021, auto approve was able to save their customers on average over $150 a month. That means more money for better seats, better snacks, or that new jersey you deserve. Not only will they save you on your monthly auto payment, but for all of our listeners that refinance through Auto Approve, they'll send you $100 cash to your mailbox. So what are you waiting for? Auto loan rates are historically low. Take your tailgate to the next level when you refinance with Auto Approve. Put more money in your pocket for what matters most. To find out how much you could save and to claim your $100 cash back offer, Visit autoapprove.com slash believe. That's autoapprove.com slash B L E A V. Cal, you mentioned Uno, and I'm wondering if you know who the Michael Jordan of Uno is. Is it your brother? Oh. <laughs> it's Tyreek Hill. I, I was wondering if you had seen this video. I watched it uh, on YouTube last night, a GQ video on it was like the top eight or 10 things that. Tyreek Hill like couldn't live without Uno cards was part of the list and he called himself the really? the Michael Jordan of Uno. Yeah, he, he said he knows Tyree, knows when to, how to play him, man. So just Tyreek, don't don't uh, get your Tyreek had a, a media availability yesterday. He's he's having a good time down in South Florida. So I'm glad you can tell, Uno man. is one way he'll keep himself busy in South Florida. Dude, yeah, like that. a lot of other stuff. <laughs> He's searching for I'm just, I was, that was more for you, Kyle. I know you're going to be a lot of games and stuff like that. Just don't get yourself caught up in a, in a noodle contest with, with Tyree kill man's going to take your money. I will so. leave them all out of my wallet and out of my pocket. So I don't tempt fate. Well, he's got them with him at all times. So you're be careful. Just there. don't bring up Uno. Got it. Got it. Jonathan don't Taylor. You want to talk about Jonathan Taylor? Don't pay him. You want to talk about Jonathan oh, Taylor? Uh, did I, was that a boring way to do that? Um, <laughs> All right, so he's going to be the next one, right? He's a free agent after twenty twenty three. So, man, like the amount of carries, they don't don't have a quarterback commitment. No, listen, I understand. There's two different things here, right? There's the will. What are the Colts going to do, and what would Joe do? And I'll I'll do my best here to differentiate the two things. Free agent after twenty twenty three. This guy's unbelievably productive. Um, One of those running backs you play against and you're nervous about it, right? Cause he's so big and powerful and explosive and you know, it's just, he's a do it all type player. 
but he's going to be that guy that we start to have conversations about, like we've had with Derrick Henry and, and um, Todd Gurley and um, insert whatever running back gets paid a lot of money, Christian McCaffrey. And it's just about how he's going to age, right? Like he's 23 years old. He'll be, I guess, 25 when he hits the open market. It's like what type second of contract? What, what do you, why is Jonathan Taylor going to be the success story with running back contracts? Like, why is he going to be different? And do you take any exception to the Derek? Do you hate the Derrick Henry contract? It, it wound up being a little less than I thought it would be. If right, I'm not mistaken, years, like 12 million dollars, right? It wound up being better than I thought. And, and I don't know, like if you're going to do this thing, if you're going to do this thing where you're never like the Colts are probably either going to continue this Philip Rivers, Carson Wentz, Matt Ryan quarterback thing, or they're going to go all in on one in the draft. And in either route, they're not putting themselves in position to commit major money to a quarterback, right? Like, cause it'll either be a rookie quarterback or like these veteran type players. And so from that perspective, from the Colts perspective, I would understand it, but there'd be a big level of concern that I would maintain that like just history has not been kind to running back contract extensions. And I have Jonathan Taylor who had a bazillion carries for three seasons at Wisconsin, right? He had like 2000 yards every year. This guy touched the football a ton. Now he's becoming, you know, the premier back of the NFL, I just I don't know why I should be convinced that Jonathan Taylor is going to be the outlier when it comes to running back contracts. So let me ask you this: um, what what NFL running back has aged the most gracefully in the last twenty years in your mind? Dude, what's funny about I love that question. I'm not trying to, to pivot it, but like in the past, these running backs aged well, right? Like you you could go back and, and think about all these players: Curtis Martin, Jerome Bettis, Thurman Thomas, Emmett Smith. You know, these guys like 90s running backs, early 2000s, a lot of these guys, they they played a long time. But for some, it, it just hasn't, it has not been kind to the recent players. I don't know, that doesn't answer your question. Over the last 20 years, what running backs have, have aged the most gracefully? Is it Peterson? I mean, ignore like the 35, 36, and 37-year-old version of Adrian Peterson. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, he was he, – yeah, he was good into his 30s. I mean, Frank Gore was – LaShawn McCoy had some good seasons into his 30s or, or pushing 30. So I mean, me, I guess the good news Jonathan for John Taylor is he's 25. Yeah, go ahead. Right, and that that's kind of the point that I'm making is, first of all, this is the identity of the Colts team right now. This is who you are. And if if it's not a proverbial – carries number and it's more of an age number i think jonathan taylor has shown he can shoulder that workload because of what he did at wisconsin and it's only a problem if it's a problem right um and i think jonathan taylor has shown between wisconsin and the workload that he had and what he's done early on in indianapolis he's capable of taking that workload now i don't know if i were Indianapolis, I'd be eager to sign this contract this summer either because the market for running back contracts is on a whole different scope and scale as far as inflation than a lot of the other positions across the NFL. It's not a sprint to set the market, right? And a lot of times the contracts that go bad are the guys who sign with two years left on their deal and then two years pass and it's like, okay, it's time for the first year of the new contract. And oh my God, like he's not the same player. Right. So if I'm in Indianapolis, I probably would take my sweet time with this one too. So you mentioned that 
this is who the Colts are. And, and I agree with you, but like, do you start to need to ask yourself questions about that? Because I think the Colts have a winning formula. I think they're always going to be a good team. I think they're going to challenge for double digit wins, but like, is, is this formula of, okay, insert quarterback, lean on John Taylor, play good defense. Is that ever, are you going to win playoff games with that? Or like, are you going to realize that you're in the AFC with all these other good quarterbacks and you're, you have a different script and you, and you apply it to Tennessee. Like one and done the last two years in the playoffs after going to the NFC AFC championship game three years ago. You are just trying to catch lightning in a bottle, right? That's all it is. Just get a ticket to the dance yeah. and hold lightning in a bottle. Look at look at San Francisco made a run to the championship game last year. They should have lost like four of their last five games. You're trying to do what the Jags did a couple of years ago. Run the ball well, play good defense, and see if he can get hot. And they were basically one half away from playing in the Super Bowl. That's what you're trying to do. Like, do you ever get are you ever gonna be tired of that though? I would be, but like Chris Ballard is in no rush to make this decision. I know. I know. So if you're not in a rush to make the decision and you're not tied up financially with the big time contract, I don't see any reason why you'd have apprehension to pay Jonathan Taylor as long as he continues to produce at the level as he has. I would just probably take my sweet time with coming around with that offer that's going to put him in that top tier of running back contracts because like the McCaffrey contract screwed it up, right? And you, you got Derrick Henry and Aaron Jones signing for $12 million per, and then you got the McCaffrey deal. I mean, I think I think you can look at McCaffrey and I put Zeke Elliott in there six years, 90. It's just like like, yeah. the, like the, the Mixon deal, the Henry deal, the Aaron Jones deal, the Nick Chubb deal. Like, OK, I, I, all right, I can live yeah. with it. Yeah. But you can't get you can't go Elliott, Kamara and CMC like that. That's where well, you really if, have. And, and if you give him that, wait another 12 months until the salary cap is magically going to be like two hundred and thirty five million dollars. <laughs> right. It's, it's to be like that percentage of cap. Year. So I don't know that that one gets done this summer either. Chris, we have to do an offense and a defense. Because <laughs> we're, yeah, we're not going to get, get too much this. further here tomorrow. Rich boy, summer two electric boogaloo coming to a podcast feed near you. That has to be the title. I'm telling you right now. I've already decided that it's the title for tomorrow. Outstanding. Do we want to so touch not, on Debo we, Samuel? Let's do Debo Samuel. Are, are we not doing takes on takes tomorrow? Tomorrow's Thursday, Jeff. Joe. Today's Wednesday. I know you were on vacation. Yeah. Some of us were still okay. working while you were gone. We mm. have another day. Mm. You know, back. I wasn't well, going to bring up back. that Kyle said 2024 at the beginning of last yesterday's podcast, but, uh, you know, I'm sorry that I didn't know what when day of the week it was. When was that? Yesterday. You didn't see this? No. You didn't see this tweet. Came our way, no. sir. Imagine thinking I'm reading the mentions because people are just miserable on social media in the offseason. No, this no. is this is this is a funny tweet. Never again can grinding the tape pay out Joe Marino for not knowing what day of the week it is after dropping it, dropping in from two years in the future from today's Draft Dudes podcast. It's Tuesday, May 24th, 2024. Mm, well, 2024, 2024. I guess we're not doing Debo Samuel. Sorry, guys. I tried to get us on, <laughs> on track there. Um, we had a good conversation okay. about fact, two players. Factor fiction. Fact, fact or fiction. Saquon Barkley gets paid more than $10 million per season with his next contract. Fiction. Fact or fiction. Saquon Barkley gets paid $8 million or more in his next contract. As a player entering yeah, the I last think, year of his current, current contract. Yeah, I think he'll get that. He might, he might get. Think? Yeah, I think he gets eight. I think he'll have a He's good He's going to get the Melvin Gordon year. deal. 
the Melvin yeah. Gordon dollars. Yeah. I mean, man, I hope he can stay healthy. Are, I don't know how much they're going to have success running the ball, but I hope he can stay healthy this year. Yeah. I mean, I think we all do. Um, obviously like that offensive infrastructure, like it, it's going to be, it's going to be challenging. I, I mean, obviously Brian Dable can get it to a good spot, but I still think teams are going to load up the box and, and try to make Daniel Jones beat them. And if I know anything about Brian Dable, you know, that'll lead to a lot of empty sets and, you know, a lot of motion and doing things to create better looks. But I I just wonder, I just wonder if it's going to be a great scenario for Saquon to showcase himself. Obviously 2018, you know, we've seen him play well, but so I don't know if this is going to be his best stage. I just scrolled through the list from NFL.com. Uh, this might be a two. Chris, how many sequels can we plan for Rich Boy Summer? We can come up with as, as many titles as we can come up with. We can do this series for as long as you guys. Outstanding, because there is a ton of names <laughs> that we have to get into. We made the mistake of starting with Lamar, who's probably one of the most complicated names on this list, and therefore it, it required a lot of attention on our end to kind of cover it from all angles but uh, this was really fun and uh you can bet there a lot more of these conversations are coming here starting tomorrow with rich boy summer two here on draft dudes playing according to chris help me out full title again one more time i don't have it written down and i don't want to get it wrong because then i'll get tweets uh from from being in the wrong sequel rich boy summer two <laughs> electric boogaloo tomorrow on the on the podcast feed done Thanks to our friends at Bet Online for their continued support of the show. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. Kyle Krabs, Joe Marino, Chris Schubert. Make it a good one. We'll talk with you guys again tomorrow. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu visit.